What's good, y'all? You guys are now tuned into the Black Star the Podcast, a podcast that highlights key moments in Black culture from the past and current news that intertwine with figures from you know the past today. And we're giving it to you from a perspective of millennials living in the 2020s. And um, I don't know, I'm feeling kind of foggy today. I'm not gonna lie. Foggy. Yeah. Kind of. Why's that? You gotta stop smoking before you do the show. I don't smoke before the show, man. Oh, I don't smoke okay, before man. the show. Oh, he smoke. does. You do after? I don't smoke after either because oh, okay. I'm at work, guys. Come on, guys. Like, after he's you guys selling. trying to implicate me? No. Okay. Selling. Are you kidding? Kobe must be locked up so bad. What's up, y'all? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's happening? Chilling, man. What's up with you guys, man? Chilling. How's y'all Tuesday? It's Lady Titty, man. Yeah, it's good. Lady Titty? Yeah. Oh, jeez. I like this new look. Todd. What new love? The stash. It, it, it's like a stash. <laughs> that narco stash. With the 330 beard. Yeah, he's acting like he doesn't know. Yeah, he yeah, knows yeah, yeah, yeah. I know he's been getting all the swipes since he's been doing this. He's sitting here with the legs crossed. No. Right. He no. looked like Freddie Black Mercury. <laughs> grown man today. He's, he came here with grown man vibes. As soon as you said millennial, he was like, me? <laughs> Don't call me that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I saw Mission Impossible Fallout, so I'm trying, I was trying to do the facial hair like Henry Cavill. Yeah, I rock with it. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. pull it off. Like I tried that when I was watching. I watched Narcos like a couple years ago, and I tried to do that. Like I had the five o'clock shadow that the mustache more defined. Mm. People made fun of me. Dang. Oh yeah, they said you look like a pedophile. No, I didn't get that. They, they tried to say I look like a that. fake Mexican. Whoa. Oh, I was damn. like, damn, that's how y'all feel. Nah, that's shots nah, fired. They don't know what good is. Uh, when wait, I did it, they, people said I either look like a pedophile or. A did you leave the beard though? Did you five yeah. o'clock shadow the beard? Yeah, very. It, it was more like two thirty is all. Mm. It was kind yeah. of low, super low. Yeah, very low. That's a little much. But people were like, yeah, you look like you do porn. And I was just oh. like, I'm not sure. Todd looks like he does porn. What? Definitely. Okay. Definitely does look like no. that's my the guy stash. Todd. I don't see that. Follow him on Instagram. <laughs> it's the stash, man. The stash brings out like <laughs> no, different don't energy. Don't follow me on Instagram. Follow my OnlyFans account. Oh! <laughs> and I. This man's super spicy today. Damn. All right, Toddy. I guess he's not foggy. <laughs> So, so that's where the extra money is coming from, huh? <laughs> he did, He's been getting flued out a lot. He's getting flued out. Oh, Damn. Lord. Oh, don't say nothing. Don't say nothing. Don't say, we ain't going to say nothing. We on a public platform. We ain't going to say Just know, man. Todd Todd is like a fly guy. He gets flued out. That's, that's it. Facts. I get what? Flued out. What does that mean? Flued out. You know flued what flued out. out means. Nope. He really is not a millennial. No. All right. So when you get flown out, it's for business Is that like lit? Okay. When you get flued out. Hmm. Flown out for business, flewed out. <laughs> and now that's for pleasure, Toddy. You see, exactly. Okay. Now so I got flewed out. When somebody needs your presence, okay, you're going to get flewed out. Uh, flewed out. Okay. But I, Are you talking key, about Miami? Loki, I think Todd pays for his own tickets. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I pay for my own tickets. <laughs> He's independent, man. He flews himself out. He's independent. I flewed myself. <laughs> flewed himself. He still flewed yeah. out either way. Either, either way, you flewed out. Nah, I ain't mad at it. I like it. Mm. Flewed out. Yeah, I wish somebody liked me. Mm. It's gonna come one day, man. You know. Nah, nah, I'm good. I mean, so, <laughs> so you good? Be, so you good being single? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For real? Yeah. Forever? Come on, let's get into the show. Oh shit! All right, man. All right, all right. Getting so, emotional. You know, first thing we do want to say, um, rest in peace to Catherine Johnson. Yeah. The NSA mathematician who was depicted in the movie Hidden Figures. Mm-hmm. Um, her greatest. Well, she said it herself. Her greatest contribution was, you know, to helping the space exploration and making it possible to put, you know, the white man on the moon. Yeah. I do one thing about that. Do I think I do think it's horrible that like before the movie NASA did not highlight her role, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Yeah. So I think like I don't know. It is odd that it takes a movie to educate people when the when the source itself did not make it known. Like, yeah. hey, this is our this is somebody who helped us in these situations. Even throughout the years, I wonder if the movie didn't come out, would people have known? Like, would she have been highlighted? Would she have gotten her flowers while she was still alive? I don't think so. I think it's I it's a big. 
part of like sharing black stories. And I know, especially every year around Black History Month, they're really pushing like put with social media. We can now put that out there where we can share those stories. I think it would have come to light and it would have been highlighted, but not in the way that it was with having the film and especially having such a great cast in it too, brought a lot of attention to it. And I think that's good. And then that's also why I think it's really good to have representation (laughs) in film. And in movies, and to tell those stories, mm-hmm. um, even if they aren't verbatim or they're they're made a little more dramatic, but at least we're telling those stories so that people are able to know that there's this powerful black woman behind something as big as advancing space exploration. Right. Yeah, man, I, I agree. Is there a book? Do you know if there's a book? I'm not sure, but there gotta know. be. If there's a movie, there can't be a movie without a book. That happens. That'd be crazy every once in a while. Yeah, but not, but not even. <laughs> that but, is possible. But like on a real life figure, on a real life figure like this, though. Yeah, maybe that's crazy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, rest in peace to rest in peace to her, man. Uh, it's really it's beyond amazing. You yeah, know, their contributions and uh, you know to think uh, that they call them computers. Right. You know, in the mm-hmm. past, is just such a, a interesting term because you know what we know of computers, what they are today, um, pretty much just means that that woman and and the team who put. Um, those astronauts on the moon are geniuses, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe that's the reason why they didn't want to tell the story until they did, yeah. you know, because maybe nobody looks at us like that, you know, until we prove ourselves. So I'm just happy she was able to get highlighted and recognized like that before she passed away, yeah. right? Just so she get she got credit for all the great the greatness that she did. Yeah, it's really amazing. She agreed. One that's like a little bit less, I guess. I can't I can't find the right word right now, but distinguished, I guess, is you know, our Peter Pot smoke as well. Yeah. Um, some people kind of feel, you know, a certain way about that because he came from a certain lifestyle. So people just say some people just chalk it up as, you know, that comes with it. Yeah. But for me, I think it's it's a sad thing to see. Like regardless of, you know, whatever else transpired before he became famous or a rapper, mm-hmm. it still is like that cycle we're seeing in front of us. You know, we could name a hundred names. Like there's Tupac, Biggie. There's like pop, like pop smoke now. There's Nipsey. There's so many different rappers and people that we see from the black community who re-success and then get taken out in a violent way by our own people mm-hmm. quickly. So like, what do you guys think the stem of that is? Like, what what's what? what like, why do why why does it happen? Like, why does it? Why is it a thing where it's like, okay, we'll march whenever a white cop or something, you know, or somebody kills a black person when the George Zimmerman does it, but then when we see these things like pop smoke. For a small amount of time, people are concerned, people want to change, but then we see it happen right again. Mm-hmm. Like the scary part is like there's gonna most likely be another one. So why do what, what do you guys think the root or the stem cause of that is? I would say that there's there's a lack of accountability, accountability amongst ourselves. When somebody else does something to us, we are so ready right. to chastise and call out and do what we have to do to make ultimate change. But, but what do you think that stems however, from? Though? However, think about hip-hop culture, um, which stems from horrid history, poverty, violence, and then the only genre where people need to live what they rap, be what they rap about. And again, I don't know what, you know, what Pop Smoke died of, like what the implications of that situation was. I don't know, you know, but one can make a speculation. But when it comes to us, it's almost like we we don't like being at fault. You know, we're going to say, oh, we need to make a change, blah, blah. And we know, you know, statistically, there is quite a bit of uh, violent crimes, black against black. And we speak about it, but we don't 
our actions don't show that we truly want that to change. It could be a variety of things because when we hear those those raps, we glorify the shooting, the killing, the violence, and all that stuff. And then when it happens, we're like, oh, man. But imagine if somebody switched up their raps to start talking about something more positive, then all of a sudden we don't want to hear it anymore. But is it the raps? Because there's also movies. It's like... That Definitely. Go, but, but that it's goes back culture. to that debate it's that's culture. been going on for so long where it's like they'll blame hip-hop, but then the rappers will be like, what? This visual representation of people killing It's the people. whole thing. It's the whole thing. It's glorified. Um, you know, from even from mob movies, and we know black people love mob movies. Mm-hmm. Like we... Uh, um, I heard Birdman talk, talking the other day about how like he wanted to operate cash money as a as a mafia. You know, right. there's a lot of glorification of these things in our culture where maybe other cultures watch it for entertainment and they're like, I want to be a part of that because the repercussions are there and they don't want to participate in that. But on our end, we don't take it seriously because, hey, we did it to each other. Ah, well. And yeah. then and then there's always an excuse too. Ah, uh, well, it's because we're from a poor place or this and that, or the government doesn't care about us or this. There's always an excuse to, uh, even if there are certain things that can be done to make changes, it's not really accepted in order to make those changes. So I think as a people, we have to just aspire to want more for each other, for ourselves and then for each other. I mean, see, I don't know. I, I think it's a lot of different things, though. I don't know, man. I feel like part of it, though, is like, all right, there's there's a definitely a part we have to be accountable for, right? As sure. people. Yeah. But I think a, another thing of it stems from, again, like the history of slavery and abuse in America. Yeah. Only because, the only reason I say that is because I think it, the circumstances like our people are placed in, it kind of puts like an underlying feeling of scarcity and not one that's like of abundance that other races tend to have. Who sure. weren't under the same oppression, that makes sense. Because yeah. it's like, all right, if you put a group of people in the bottom and you feed them scraps, they're going to look at each other and they become each other's enemy because then then it's like you can't reach the higher power structure who has actual control, but you mm-hmm. just look at the people around you and go, okay, if you're getting this, I'm not getting this because you have it. So then that creates, I think a lot of it stems, it creates like envy. Sure. And then it also creates... You look at your own people as competition for survival, mm-hmm. not just like to have nice things for survival. Sure. So I feel like with Pop Smoke, I feel like a big part of it is he comes from this, you know, poor background, and of course he has enemies. But mm-hmm. if they see him winning now, I think that's one of the, I think that's what made it happen so fast. I think if he didn't sure. pop off, he wasn't famous, he would have lived right. a lot longer. Right. Definitely. But because he's having money now, he's you know he's with these celebrities, he's having this heightened lifestyle. Mm-hmm. It's just. The people who already hated him, you hate him times ten more. You sure. want to end that, or so even I feel like, friends, you know, or even yeah, friends, you, you know, never who know. Wish that it was them. I think at this point in time, we have to educate the upcoming youth that even though you're in a situation right now, you don't you don't have to go down a certain path. You don't have to. Things can be difficult. You can't mm-hmm. pay your rent. You can't pay your this. You can't pay your that. There, there is aid. There is aid. Um, beyond government aid, like if you are part of something like a church or or something like that, where aid can come in in multiple forms, whether it's mental aid, companionship, um, your community helping one another, but it doesn't have to be like, hey, yo, I'm about to make this lick, I'm about to sell this money, because again, it's glorified. 
there are songs where Jay-Z is talking about sold drugs, got away. Mm-hmm. And it's like, everyone is just like, oh, shoot, if I just sell drugs and I stay in it for six months, I'm good. You know, and it's like that doesn't have to be the only option. It's it's not the only option, though. We may think like when you're there in that situation in poverty, ultimate poverty, and that's all you see. No one is informing these children that that OG who's on the block selling drugs and he got the coolest stories and all that stuff. That's not cool. It's not cool. See, you know, and then there's also a push against formal education as well. Every day on the internet, you can sit and listen to somebody who tells you that your school is no good, it's pointless, it's dumb, it's this. Yo, watch these six YouTube videos and you're going to get rich. And there is this ultimate uh, societal ban against education where ultimately, if these children in impoverished neighborhoods um, not necessarily only learned like, oh, let me just get my high school diploma or let me just get a college degree, but they had education that supported a skill that they had or have or whatever that will allow them to earn a lifestyle that is different than how they grew up. Things would be different. But well, there think- is this ultimate goal of like, if it doesn't happen right now, then you'll never get it. I think it's like, that's like a... It's an interesting. Um, two things you said are interesting, though, to me. It's like one, I think you're definitely right that there's resources for help, mm-hmm. but I feel like number one, those resources aren't enough to help everybody because some people are super deep into their situations. So, like, well, I, I think mean, they weren't born that way. Yeah, they were. That's the thing, though. I feel like I feel like some of them are. I feel like America's well, what history kind of situation. I mean, like America's history is so deep, especially against our people, where it's like, for example, the crack era. That fucked up so many family and family sure. dynamics that that created different levels of trauma, different levels of like oh, yeah. disadvantages for people, mm-hmm. and that set them back generations. So then it's like, this kids having to like relearn and recreate advancement that were done, be, like that were broken because of the crack um, era. Sure. So I think some people are like we have to be honest about the way America's set up. It's not set up for everybody to win, mm-hmm. and I feel like there's a reason. Like for example, there's. It's been proven that like the CIA used to drop guns off in alleys in the ghetto. Mm-hmm. So like they're there's literally pushing crime onto like people who are starving. Mm-hmm. So not everybody's gonna go, yo, I'm gonna take six months or a year to go to school and learn this and do sure, that. Definitely. And it's like, yo, we're suffering right now. And then they're in on top of that, they're desperate in these situations. Right. And definitely it is glo- I, I do believe it is glorified. For where- some for some it's glorified. Mm-hmm. Well, I where- think for some others it's like real it's, it's real life. all you can do. That's that when it comes down to it, there may not be other, another choice, and it could be that's the only way to get food on your table. Yeah. And they're put in these situations, and then we're turned against each other because we're all fighting to survive. And one meal on the table could be a lost meal for someone else. So it's life or death in these situations. And I think I mentioned this before with Black History Month. I feel like we don't highlight other options for. That's people. what I'm saying. And yeah. there are so like Kelby was saying, there are a lot of different options, but they aren't presented to them. It's presented in a way where the only way you can make money, the only way you can get out of this is to sell drugs, is to do this, is to hustle. And we're hustling to sell drugs and we're using guns, we're using violence when we could be hustling to become entrepreneurs. But we're not taught that. We're not given that option. We're not highlighting these figures who these black figures who are entrepreneurs. But I think those options are not really if, there, even, though. Even if, they, but they are. No, but but like for some people, I, I want to say, sure, I feel like they're there, but for not all people, if that makes sense. Because mm-hmm. like, there's, there's kids who like, 
every every kid is their mind and mental space in a, is in a different area. Sure. So this those programs who are there to help, they're there to help specific kids. Like even in growing up, like there's some kids in class where it'd be like, okay, you could the teacher will be able to spot this kid is advanced, this kid is just thinking a different way. Mm-hmm. We're gonna give him this opportunity. This other mm-hmm. kid is kind of bad. I don't understand him. He's this, that, this. Mm-hmm. They're not aware of whatever trauma that kid's going through at home. Mm-hmm. There's nobody coming to school. He's a badass, mm-hmm. so he doesn't get that certain attention. So I feel like this. Like, yeah, there's some things in place to help certain students, mm-hmm. but not every student gets that help. It's not like a blanket thing where it's like, hey, it's not enough. you're exposed but to it, this. It, that it, not every kid receives receives the same value from the same form of education or the same form of, of uh, attention either. I just think beyond that, beyond that, let's say as a child who's growing up today... There is that strong social thing that is telling kids like, yo, the old format is wrong. And in a certain sense, it is. But I can't tell you how many times I've heard people who want to start something and they are so undereducated about about what they want to do and they have no desire to be educated about it. It's just, hey, I want to make 100 bands right now. Mm -hmm. That's it. And the way I want to do it is by, I don't know, selling T-shirts. But the, the the desire to learn about their industry, their passion and desires is so extremely low. And I think it's because highlighting education in multiple forms, whether it's trade, formal, college, high school, whatever it is, it's so low that most people just feel like it's value valueless. And it's and it's not a hundred percent true. Even if you're an entrepreneur, learning how to be a a good entrepreneur is more valuable to me than just going out and starting a business. But but that's interesting to say. I agree with you. Yeah. But it's like you got to think about the people in these circumstances, though. I think a lot of them, they just either are natural self starters or jump starters, or yeah. they just like the natural way of learning is having somebody guide them. Who's sure. there to guide these people who can't catch on? I feel like, for example, this kid's like... But that that's what I'm saying. I'm saying for the people who have that opportunity, they are not interested in learning. I don't think so. I, I, th- I think that opportunity is just not catered in a way for them to grasp it. So I feel like, for example, like some people could be like, yo, I just learned everything on YouTube. I'm good to go X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. Some people are just like, yo, I want to do this, but I want the money now, of course. Mm-hmm. But they don't, they don't even know where to start. And there's nobody to go, yo... Check this out. Do this. Do that. Mm-hmm. I think when some people get that, they will advance. I don't think I don't think there's people who's like just gonna see an opportunity and then squander away because they don't want to learn. That's like saying our people don't want to learn or they're not motivated not to learn. Not necessarily, but I think there's a social aspect to saying that learning sucks. Learning nah, is I dumb. I don't think so because if you think about it, like look at the way if they really let's say they get into the drugs, the like drug shit or whatever, mm-hmm. they learn that quick. Like sure. if you look at fifty or something, he'll say like a lot of the things he learned in the business of dealing drugs, he's mm-hmm. applying to his career right now. Mm-hmm. These people, I, I, I'm not even going to say these people, like the people in those situations, it's not that they don't want to learn. Mm-hmm. It's either that like the material isn't like appealing to them in that sense, mm-hmm. or they just don't have like help learning. It's as it's like being thrown in the water and saying, figure it out. So I feel like when some of them have guidance, they pick up quick. And if it's in a way that like, it goes back to also what you were saying too with the school thing. School's outdated. Like they haven't, mm-hmm. like I feel like the schools are teaching and like 
stuff from like 1970s, 1960s. Mm-hmm. School hasn't really adapted to the mm, way time that's is. That's not 100% true, though, because as we were talking about off mic yesterday, that school teaches things totally different than what even when we went to school. No, they no, teach- no. Like, they revamped the, the methods for these math problems, mm-hmm. but math is math. Like, math is a totally different thing from school, I think, because this is like a science. Mm-hmm. But like, school itself, mm-hmm. everything, if you go back to school today, it's like nothing really changed. Like, they're still learning about the same, like we said before, the same black history figures, the same mm-hmm. six, the same white, you know, Thomas Edison, blah, 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 Christopher Columbus, the same, there's no you, taxes, there's no doing this. It's not caught up with the time now. I'm going to tell you something that I, I realized. When I went to high school, I realized I went, I was rather privileged. In my high school, I learned about finances. I learned about how to uh, build wealth before retirement. I learned how to do my taxes. I learned home economics. I learned how to cook. I learned how to do all this stuff that people say high school never teaches. Does your high school still have those programs now? Yeah, definitely. It's probably even better than what it was when I was there. And I'm from Florida. I'm from Jeb Bush, 49th and Education. And I'm from Boston and never had those. That's the weird thing. Yeah, and I'm from San Diego and went to... Never had that. You guys didn't have that. I'm from a finance city. But even though I had that, people in my high school will say, I never learned this. High school is this. High school is that. But I was there. I was there when they brought in people who are in their 60s to say, hey, this is how you make a million dollars by the time you're 60. Do you think that's a lot of money? When I said no, they were like, finally, somebody who gets it. A million is not enough to retire on. So I had that. And even though I was in that class, Everybody from that class still says, I don't know how to do my taxes. I don't know how to do this. So it's not necessarily that. I just think there's such a low vibration for truly being educated. I I want to point out two things. I want to highlight something you said is that becoming a drug dealer, understanding that game is easy. It's quick. And a lot of these situations, they may not have the time, the patience, or the privilege of taking time to learn and investing the time into becoming an entrepreneur because they see selling drugs as an easier way to go out. And then the tie into what you said a little bit, I feel like we're not shown enough success of black entrepreneurs for us to feel like that's possible. Because I know a big thing for me is when I wanted to start my own business, I looked for where I could find successful black people and I couldn't find enough and it wasn't presented. It wasn't there in front of me. All I could see was the success of like Elon Musk or these white people who are successful. And to me, seeing that, as, I don't see that as a mentor, as a role model, because that's not me. That's not my skin color. That's not my identity. And so I don't see that as a possibility. So I settle for, well, I guess I'll just get a job at retail because I could never do that because I've there's something not in me where I can't be that successful. And I think if we're given that opportunity in the schools, because the fact that they taught you that is incredible to me. That's something that I have wished that they have taught us back in school where all they taught us was this is how you make food. This is how you budget. You have $2,000 a month and your rent is $500. Subtract that. And it's like, I know how to do math. I need to know how to do my taxes. I need to know finances. I know how I need to know how to invest. What is 401k? I didn't know what 401k was until I was maybe 22 or 23. Mm-hmm. And we're not given those opportunities and being taught that. And again, I do think if we're given role models and success and being taught in those being taught that in the schools and shown people that we can identify with and we can connect with, 
that we can be successful, then we don't have to sell drugs. It just takes time. To Question for you: do, do you think there's a stigma in the black community about being smart? Not anymore. But but I'm, I'm gonna get to that one. But like to go off, of, it kind of what Todd just said connected to what you said earlier too. In a way, the drug thing, I don't think it's necessarily that it's easy. I think for for most of them, because I've seen people learn in different ways. Mm-hmm. Like some people could sit back and watch, ask questions, talk to people, learn it. Some people gotta actually go in there, make like bump their heads a little bit and do that. I think that's the reason why like the drug thing, that's the f- closest thing to a fast start for those people who ha- who learn right. that way. It's not necessarily that it's easy. It's more so that, okay, I can do this right now. I can get up. I know this person. I have the resource. But it's no, easier than... The, the access is easier. Not the, yeah. not, not, cause like, well, yeah. That's, that's like saying drug yeah. dealing is easier than, you know, working a nine to five, which is, it's not. Because there's, no, yeah. a, a, there's a lot of different tools and tangible things that people don't understand goes into it. Like reading people, mm-hmm. understanding people, thinking ahead. So it's like, it's a lot of different things where it's like, not necessarily easy. It's just easier for access to be like, okay, I know this person who can get these things. Mm-hmm. And he already has it. And I, it's like a low barrier to entry for me, as opposed to like, if I want to go be an entrepreneur, damn, I, I already missed this much school because shit been going on at home. I couldn't do this. Now I couldn't make the school. I missed this. I'm back in math. Now I got to do a grade 11 over again before I even go be an entrepreneur and learn mm-hmm. this class and get this thing, get this get this license, X, Y, and Z. For their head, it's like, okay, this barrier to entry is so much more as opposed to me hitting this person up who has this right now. So I think not necessarily that it's easy. The access to get it is easier. Yeah. So it is that one. And like... um. The thing too, like with education, I don't think I don't think education itself changed. Like you learned that stuff in high school, but mm-hmm. the method of teaching and learning it, it hasn't changed. And like the looking at like like younger kids, like their minds, I feel like are so much far further than ours when we were their age. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like I look at little you know two three year olds who take a tablet and it's second nature to them. For us, it's like we caught onto this later on in life. So if school itself isn't changing, if it's still the same. Go in here, sit down for, for six hours. You can run around for 30 minutes to an hour and you have to sit back here and listen to me talk. That hasn't changed at all. So like, it's not keeping up with the way, you know, the, the brain is functioning. That's, that's why I think like kids are losing interest in school where it's like, okay, I don't want to go to school because it's it's boring. I'm learning this different way. I feel like the way we learn now hasn't caught up to like the education system. It's still the same, sit here for six hours, listen to me talk. How? When, when kids now are raised on like technology, the attention span is so short, you expect them to go sit for six hours and listen to some teachers say, blah, 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 blah. The teachers aren't I mean, even passionate. That, to me, that sounds like an excuse. Like, I mean, to you, it's not an excuse, but that's because you're of this age, not this new demographic. Yeah, but I mean, ultimately, you'll to make it in life, you need interpersonal skills. It doesn't matter if... Everything is worked on the computer or not. Eventually, not that it's you the have computer. to talk to people. And but I think... I'm not saying only computers. I'm saying the methods, though. Just the way classes are. They're not interactive themselves. It's kind of like 32 students sit here and do this. I feel like it has to change and be more interactive, be more personal, be more interpersonal. I think it is I mean, changing. It's just not changing fast. Because I know my nieces and nephews, they're learning... Just their learning techniques and what they're done or what they're taught in school is has changed there is a lot more technology involved there is more interaction and there is more that they're doing i think it's also just not only the method but the subject that they're teaching and what they're teaching their students because there's for example this was a while ago but there was a gentleman in a school that was teaching black boys just how to dress up and how to tie ties right and they Mm -hmm. didn't have father figures in their life and that was just something specifically that could be done for them. And I think it's, you can't 
unify the school system and there are going to be different areas are going to need different sorts of methods and different topics and different just different information that they're given to the students and basically giving them methods to succeed mm -hmm. and i think if that's able to be done then we can cater it to furthering these students in a way that will but propel them to success I, I, and i will i, I, I would piggyback on that real quick to say i have a cousin who's an elementary school teacher and when she explained to me the fact that they have tablets in the class i'm talking about third fourth grade mm -hmm. they have tablets in the class they have smart boards they mm -hmm. have all types of things that make me envious because today these kids are smarter than me so they do cater to them i can't just say blanket like oh nothing has changed even in college, though, you, th you think college? I feel like college is the same. It's I mean, been the same since forever. I got my MBA online, and to me, it was tech driven. Like I even almost did my program with a tech background, and I should have, you know, just knowing today's landscape. But I just think it's rather simple to say, like, oh, nothing has changed. When in my head, I, I think a lot of things have changed. And the form and way that I, I educated myself by doing an online program was videos, reading. You know, I saw somebody the other day who was just like, who cares about books? Like, there's a movie on it. And it's just like, there's, there's still a lot of information that you're leaving behind when you watch the movie. And you're also forming your opinion based on the opinion of the filmmaker. When in the book, you have so much detail that allows your brain to work in a totally different way. So it's like, yeah, you can change, but there are some critical things that just need to stay, like reading. Right. You I know what I mean? Say, yeah. yeah. Because I, to tie into what you said, just with technology and everything today, there's so much information at your hands that it can be overwhelming where it's like you're researching, how do I do this? How do I do that? And you come across 500 different pages that you have to go through. And it's like, I'm not going to do that. Whereas if you're reading a book, you have the information, you have the source there, you're focusing specifically on it. You're not distracted by multiple other pages. If you're reading it and you're like, oh, this person doesn't get me, let me click on another page. And then you start doing that. And it's like, well, I don't feel like doing this. I'm going to turn on some Netflix. Whereas like a book, you're sitting there, you're reading. And I think that that style has changed a lot where, like you said, I don't know if kids are reading as much as they made us read before. Or it might be, but that's what it's for. It's audio books, though. And so even like, that, I, I mean, know. you have the technology but, now where you can search. If we're taking a test on this book tomorrow, I can search. Tell me about this book, and I don't even have to read it. I can we've been had that. That was Spark Notes back then. Yeah, so like, yeah. We've, we've been had that. I feel like I don't know, but I just think I'm not to do this too much. I just feel like the way to like just the American system itself. What do you guys? I just look at it as like the way schools are. They train to program you to think a certain way. That's why I feel like not I'm not necessarily saying the the reading part, the math part, X, Y, and Z is not like uh, up to standard. Mm -hmm. It's more so like what are the schools training the minds for now? I think that's the reason why some kids weren't are not even interested in school because if you think about it, schools program you programming kids to think a certain way. Mm -hmm. So some kids don't learn the same way. Some kids need different ways. And I feel like the programming is something that hasn't changed. Not saying they don't teach about taxes, don't teach about this, don't teach about that. It's more sort of, sort of the overlying programming of students when they go to schools. To be honest with you, so that we could just close this out. So this, I think school is a foundational place. I think what you do of with what? the... Like, I, I, I think overall, school is supposed to give you a, a, a well-rounded piece of everything. But I think most of your true character building is done at home. 
And and well, I'm not talking about character building. No, though. but what I the reason why I say that is because you can have somebody who's in a class. You can have two children who are who have the same exact education, and one will turn out to be wildly successful, and the other one will turn out and say, "Well, school didn't teach me this, or school didn't teach me that." And I think the difference would be because one child went went home, and their parents. Uh, um, told them the tools that you're learning at school, use it for X, Y, and Z, where the other one may not have the same family unit, um, which is why the why family, you know, and the, the unit of family is so important and what your parents desire for you um, is as important as well. So you feel school is just give you information and then go home and like, yeah, digest I, it? Yeah, especially earlier on, like from K, K through 12, I, like... Everybody gets the same information, but why is it when you go to college, everybody decides that they want to do something different, you know? So I just think like overall, it, it's not, I, I think criminalizing school and saying like, oh, they don't teach you and they, they don't set you up for all this stuff. Like for the most part, what you do after school, everybody chooses their path, you know? So everybody chooses something else that they want to do. Um, so I, I, I think you can choose to what you want to do with the education that you receive. I think with the, I think we're talking about two different things, though. Mm-hmm. I think that's, I'm not talking about more so about the what the having you memorize or or like learn to forget later. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about more so. I think school should be this a train like the way of the way more your mind useful works for the world. Not more useful for the world, but like school should be where like your mind is being like developed and expand, not just to regurgitate and memorize things. Yeah, it's like school should be like it's like a how do you actually use your mind. Not just sit here and memorize this and take a test and then forget about it next year. Mm. School should be developing the mind and be like, yo, how do you, like, let's fucking expand your mind and make it work differently and, like, actually learn. Not memorize, actually learn and, like, explore things. Yeah. I feel like that's not what happens in schools. I'm going to send you something off of this, but I saw somebody had posted something like, Another day, I haven't used algebra, like mm-hmm. it's a meme or something like that. And um, there was an, actually a clip of a psychiatrist who explains that the way that you learn about algebra, you use it literally every single day of your life. But because it's not f- outwardly in front of your face to show like, I'm going to use algebra now to solve this problem. You think like, oh, I don't use this, but it's like a proven system that the way you learn in school, you may have thought like, oh, I don't need this anymore and I never use it, but you use it abundantly in life. I'm going to have to send that to you if I can find it again. But um, I just think like maybe the way we see it, maybe at a certain level, but if we were able to sit different in a different position, we would be like, oh, Oh, I didn't know that the way that right. you know. I mean, we, we can get I mean? off the. But I want to ask y'all like, have you ever, have you ever had classes with international students, like students from Asia, Africa, yeah. Haiti? Mm-hmm. I have. They think different because of yeah. the school system they're in. So I'm just saying, like, more so that not necessarily like, oh, we don't use this, we don't need this. I'm just saying yeah. the way the mind works. Period. Like the way mm-hmm. when you look at something and approach it. So I learned that like talking to kids from Asia and like even one just one kid from Haiti, mm-hmm. I'm looking at them, like they're all flying in on the math thing, passing yeah. everybody else. Sure. And I'm like, how the hell do you know this? And he they do it a totally different way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that means like their logic and their like the way the brain like digested something, yeah, it's completely different because we were trained in a different we were programmed differently here in America compared to the way they're programmed to think in like Haiti or um So Asia, do you think overall our system is wrong? I think there's some parts of it that needs to be different. It needs to be improved. Because, yeah. like, yeah, just just look at, I mean, I don't know. You could just see, like, the way America's ran. Like, mm-hmm. what's our, like, we export a lot of things. Like, they're saying Trump is trying to bring that back. But America ex- exports pretty much everything. 
Like, what do we produce and Sweat. give to the world? Like, say it again. Sweat. What you mean? They say that, uh, like, I, one time I did a research to find out what's the biggest, uh, uh, what's the the biggest financial income of England at one point in time, and it was rock and roll. Right. And some people say for America, it's sweat, sports, entertainment, uh, entertainment, and things like that. And that's what it is. Which I don't think is necessarily the worst thing in the world because it makes money, but. Uh, but it's not that tangible, though. It's creating like a false dream for people where it's being discovered or becoming famous or mm-hmm. being getting drafted into the NFL. And it's mm-hmm. that's especially in the lower income areas. And as a whole, the school system is completely screwed. But I also think that it's even more screwed in the lower privileged areas. And it's almost setting a lot of the people in the lower privileged areas up for failure because it's not giving them that knowledge to be able to get out of that. Where it's just showing that, again, we're driven off of the entertainment industry mm-hmm. and a lot of people feel like that's the only, which is a slim chance of getting into. See, but to me, I don't think about it like I have to be LeBron. In my mind, when we talk about entertainment industry, what's LeBron's manager's name? I don't even know. Hold on, I'm going to search it up. The, uh, he, he's wildly successful um, and... There's a, there's another guy who works on his team, but for the most part, when I think about entertainment, I think I think about like like vessels of people who maybe one person is the one that you see on TV who's doing the dancing, the singing, mm-hmm. and all this stuff. But they're they're being held by people who are extremely intelligent. You know, they I wanna, think differently though. That's the thing. They think differently, yes. But I even want to just think about like Uber, right? Like one of Uber's uh, um, first acquisitions when they got when they were done with their funding round. Um, they um, they hire like an astrophysicist. You would wonder like why would Uber need an astrophysicist? But um, that was one of their first things that they sought after. And for me, that's where my mind goes when it's like, oh, you know, you can only just bounce the ball or or run or dance or sing. But to me, it's like it takes incredible marketing minds and um, like very inte- intelligent people who build a team around this person. Who yes, they've branded that. And you, you, the audience may see like, oh, there goes Beyonce again. But there's like hundreds of people who are behind her mm-hmm. that are making a lot of money, you know? So I don't know. That's but that's what, what people are saying people is that, that you, yeah, people don't know that. Yeah. And they, other, other school systems are teaching them to think differently where mm-hmm. we're not taught to think that way. And it's great that you do. Yeah. But I'm sure that wasn't something that just happened overnight. And it's. Yeah. I guess we just have works. to continue pushing that on our people. I think you know? it's and, it, and it needs to be accepted as well. You yeah. know, it needs to be accepted. Yeah. Quickly to answer the other question, I don't think it's dumb to be. I don't think people make fun of people being smart as they did before. I think now it's like people want to be smart because a lot of the youth are switching from like I guess different crimes to mm-hmm. selling drugs. They're going, yo, why would I sell drugs when you get less time and it's less risk for scamming? So a lot of them are <laughs> no, no lie, but a lot of them that is driving a lot of them to be a to think tech forward. So like, it sounds kind of funny, but I think the next generation kind of is like, it's mo- it's slowly moving away. It takes time to, say it again? A different form of criminals. A different form of criminals, but it's actually expanding their mind into the tech world because to do that, you need to have some kind of like tech knowledge. And mm-hmm. they're starting off young to being like 13, 14, knowing about how to get X, Y, and Z, how to get yeah. Bitcoin, how to do this. So I think like, it's just changing, but it's just taking time. Yeah, sure. And um, you know, for some positivity though, this is one thing like we didn't hear a lot of hype about compared to when you know Cap and Jay were going back and forth, but um, Jay Z's NFL deal is planning to reinvest 100 million into criminal justice reform over the next 10 years. 
through the Inspire Change program, which is pretty cool. But it's interesting to like, it didn't get as much hype as the Kaepernick and um, Jay thing. And that kind of feeds into our last convo. Like we see Jay-Z, you know, partner up with the NFL. When he first did it, so much backlash, people had things to say, but this is not getting a lot of coverage. Why do you guys think that is? Did you watch the Super Bowl? I did. Okay, there was a commercial of a football player. I don't remember his name, but he partners with the NFL to do just that. Um, and it was a commercial that played during the Super Bowl. If anybody who's listening can tell me who that was. What, what do you um, look like? I forgot what commercial. Blackout dreads. <laughs> was it Marshawn Lynch? No. It was just some some football player. Was I don't it Richard Sherman? His name. He wasn't like a superstar. He was just a dude who um, he he ha- he ha- he's partnering with the NFL to... Uh, you know, to provide change in lower income neighborhoods and things like that and criminal justice reform and things like that. And when I watched it, I was like, oh, I can't wait to see what everybody on Twitter has to say about this. And it just went, nobody cared. And I think it's all about narratives. The NFL right now is the, uh, the big evil bad guy. You know, they don't want you kneeling at the game. They don't want you really talking about that kind of stuff during the game. And I get it. It's for business purposes because it drives people away from what they're selling football. You know, um, at the end of the day, most people watch entertainment, football, basketball, baseball to get away from the things that they that bother them every day. Um, So to bring that into their business and make it this polarizing experience, I get it. But the NFL is being seen as bad. Because people are boycotting the NFL. We don't want to watch a game. You don't let Colin Kaepernick play, blah, blah, blah. So to say, hey, Jay-Z is working with the NFL, a.k.a. the enemy, um, to help change things. People are already set in their ways of saying, yo, the NFL is trash. I don't want to support them, and I don't want to support whatever it is that Jay-Z is doing. So what's better, this, the truth or the lie, if the lie is more entertaining? That's a sad thing. That, like, but that's sad. That was- well put. <laughs> That's well put, but it's sad to think about yeah. when it's something positive. Like we just spoke about all these different issues, and then it's something. Like, but look what I That's just crazy. said. Yeah, it's like, hard for people to accept help. They don't want it. So they don't want help. They don't want it. If it's like if it's coming from a certain group or a certain person, and they've already made up their mind that it's not good, they don't want it. So, but why isn't the media just? pushing this though not just the people why, why isn't it just a message that's hyped around because everything is based on numbers so if if this goes around that jay-z uh, and the nfl are spending how much 100 million 100 million dollars to help people and you know to change criminal uh, reform or anything like that right. and it's education economic advancement police and community relations and criminal justice reform there you go so you're spending 100 million dollars like that to help people out and then it, it, they do put it out and then it doesn't do numbers the news goes meh because the news is not about the news. It's about engagement. How many people are talking about this? How many people are sharing this, clicking this? Are the numbers growing? So if the numbers are not growing because we don't care about it, then ugh, moving on. And it's just so people... that's crazy. It's crazy, but it's the truth. That's crazy, man. But it's the truth. Well, why? Well, why is it like what? I don't know, man. I because think because we're being oppressed. I mean, it's that, but like, I don't know, man. Just because it's just because that's true. Like, yeah, numbers aren't like there. Some things should just be like, yeah, who cares? Let's just continue informing people. I, I think some people just aren't even informed. They're probably just like, oh, whatever. They don't even know about it. I'm telling you, it, it's like... I, I do know it's a numbers game. It's like it clicks in or whatever, but yeah. it's crazy. But I, like, as much as as much as we want, like there's a certain point where we're set in our ways. 
We don't want it. We don't want it. Like, so, fine. So, what, what, like, what do you think is the way then, like, for to help or? To you know what would have made a big impact if Jay Z got in a car, went to Marcy Park, and literally handed people out money. That would have went viral. But mm-hmm. to say that we're doing all these things with buzzwords and keywords like uh, reform and oppression, things that people don't necessarily feel every day, you know. Okay. Nah, Good, people but, do feel it though. But reform, like we it's not something that people generally feel. Like t- compared to Kim Kardashian, who like, hey, we took this person with a name and a face and we took them out of jail. Mm-hmm. People are gonna go, yo, run that up because they it, there's a name and a person. But what you just said is a bunch of buzzwords and keywords. So it's like, okay, but we don't exactly I think, I think know what that hand. means. I think but, it goes hand in hand with like what Meek is doing though. Like But what is Meek doing? So so like when he gets out of jail, like he's putting out like let's say for example, he's speaking on the things that happened that why like I'm not even gonna say why white America, but a lot of America doesn't because I feel like what you're saying is definitely valid, but also I feel like it comes from a place I could be wrong where you're not aware of those like those things aren't close to you, so mm-hmm. it seems like it's like eh, it's buzzwords buzzwords, but there's some people who are like no, my That's brother's in jail. It's such this a is this. It, it's a small thing where like. I mean, ta- you're talking about why it's not going viral. No, why no, it's not why it's not, like, not being openly not, accepted. Not not viral, openly accepted. But why isn't this being like talked about on at least an effort to put in everybody's face, regardless of if it goes viral or if it does numbers? It's because the people that you were talking about who have those brothers in jail, those brothers are still in jail. Right. So many people are saying, "I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm doing this. I'm doing that," and they don't. But feel. it's a process, though, because like they're trying to change laws, not not necessarily be like, "Yo, I'm going." Go. For example, with Kim Kardashian saying, "I'm gonna go get this person out, go mm-hmm. get this," she's not getting hundreds of people out at a time. Sure, it's slowly, it's a slow process. Understood. They're trying to change laws and also like change perception. So sure. I think that's why, like, it might not be immediate, mm-hmm. but part of why it's not immediate is because a lot of people are in their bubbles, so they don't even acknowledge it. They go, "Those are buzzwords for small groups of people," mm-hmm. but in reality. Look at how many how many black people are locked up. Sure. So it's like it's actually impacting a large group of people. But I feel like people are. It's just there's just no push to educate people on what these words mean and what's going on. It's more sure. so like okay, we have this in place, but there's nothing like there's no push from people, individuals, yeah. or like organizations to go, yo, learn about this. This is actually what this means. Same thing with laws. Like mm-hmm. a lot of black people, like, like we'll complain about shit. But they're not putting up to the townhouse meetings. They're not putting up to the to the to the city. You know, they're not voting and participating in the 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 city's like it's the worst in my mind right now. But they're not participating in like the whole like the judicial or the lawmaking of that city. But so that goes back to the society that we're in right now. If you really feel like I'm suffering today, mm-hmm. right now. To change laws and to do this and to to do that, even think about like the LGBTQ community to get same sex marriage. How long did that take? You know what I'm saying. And so it's if it's not happening, but it right unified now, people though. Yeah, sure, but it unified people after a 30 year thing, and people don't have what that do time. A, a 30 year stint of fighting for what mm-hmm. they believe is right. So when when you're saying these things, it's like yeah, that's fine and all and to change the law that's going to help the next generation but my brother my sister my mom my mm-hmm. dad is in jail right now if meek has but been ta- the, but, but listen, those but can help right now though it can but it, it helps such few people w- that doesn't get highlighted and if they do so few people care that it's like that's why it's not being 
I look at it like as the cannabis thing. I feel like the cannabis thing. If you if if you were thinking about the same way, it didn't take thirty plus something years. It took a hundred plus something. No, no, I'm talking about like letting because there's been a big thing about how come black people were penalized and arrested at higher rates than white people for cannabis, Mm -hmm. and they're legalizing it now, making profit. I forgot what what, what um, state it was, but they let out everybody who had those prior offenses. Mm-hmm. So that didn't take 30 years. That took people going, yo, this is an issue right now that, that needs took, to be fixed. That took 30 years? No, no. It took 30 years for like cannabis as a whole to be legalized. Yeah. But the process of going, hey, let these black people who were penalized out, yeah. that didn't take 30 years. But I'm saying, how long were they in jail for? Does that make like, sense? Yeah, like, yeah but if, if facts, but I'm talking about like after it became legal and like sure. to be sold. That's I think that's a different conversation as opposed to how long they were held. Period. Yeah, I, I, all I'm saying is in the moment of of my brothers in jail right now for selling weed. It, it's not about can we get them out in five years. It's can we get them out right now. Everything is microwavable. That's our society. But no, but so that's either why that it's not, or the, I think people actually want to see signs of progress. Yeah. I think the difference is like some people. I don't think everybody's like, I need a million dollars right now. They just, low key, I think people just want to see like things changing. Like, Mm -hmm. because some people, they've been stagnant for so long, wanting help, demanding this, demanding that, Mm -hmm. and there's nothing happening. Mm -hmm. Whereas like, if you give them a little something like, oh, it moved a little bit, that, Mm -hmm. that pacifies people. And we see, we see the government play with, play it now. Yeah. Like just to end a protest or a riot, they go, okay, hey, we just did this. Even though it don't mean shit, it'll pacify you for now. People just want to see change. With Jay Z doing this, with that, like that guy I told you about who did the commercial, like Nika Mill, all these people who are fighting for criminal reform, justice reform, do you think that after so many examples of people who are quote unquote trying or fighting for, do the people feel change? I rephrase that. Do you feel like after all the information that we're getting, a mm-hmm. hundred million dollars here, a billion dollars there, Kim Kardashian doing this, do you feel like people actually feel like change is happening, change is coming? I don't think so. That's why. But wait, but wait, but, but, but why do you think that is though? Why do you think that feeling is missing? Because I feel like maybe the process is going too slow. I think or people, maybe we but, praise the attempts and not the wins. I think if anything, people just... Like most people don't even know this is happening, so there's nothing to like follow up or uphold. So I think like f- for those people, like for example, like it might not immediately impact us, but mm-hmm. it might be changing some people. I think we we just can't speak on it from like a, a narrow minded thing where it's like sure, it's not changing can't. for us. We can't. But, but yeah, I think it's that, and it's also a lot of people don't even know about it, don't even know what's going on. But okay, let's say we I'm not saying this. Them. I'm not saying it's like a. I don't I haven't de- dove into it, so I don't mm-hmm. I can't say it's like yo, it's this magical thing that's gonna fix X, Y, and Z. So there you go. But right. So but the fact that something is being helped or like like at least the idea of it, like the idea of being like, yo, help no problem. Is- so right now we just told a hundred thousand people, yo, Jay-Z and the NFL are partnering together to mm-hmm. do criminal justice reform, all this stuff, all these words that keep floating around. Now what? Look into it. Look see into see what? see exactly how they're doing it. See exactly what does that mean. People not even hearing about it, you don't mm-hmm. know what direction to go look for. You like you don't know what to to study about it. Mm-hmm. But if you hear about it, you can go. You know what? What does that even mean? There's these buzzwords. Let me see if Jay Z's fluke, like if it's just a flake, is just for like pop shit, or if it's actually something that's going to change. But how do you motivate people to do that? Exactly. Though? What do you mean? Because it's how do you not personal to, to them want to look into it more. Because if I, I mean, I don't have the answer honest, for that. I don't have the answer for that. Heard that, and I'm like, cool. But I don't have the answer for that. Yeah, but I'm not like driven to like driven, look it up. Yeah, I feel like every other month we hear about this. 
Hey, mm-hmm. Meek Mill is doing this. This was, and then it's like, well, after a while, we don't see very much. Yeah. It, even but, if it's legislative, but we don't follow up with it. How would we see if we don't follow up with because it? Because situations are not changing. That's the point. If you're talking about I'm mm-hmm. outside of it, let's say somebody who does have family members in jail, in prison, who are mm-hmm. this and that, and they're not getting out, and they're even working with lawyers and all this stuff, and those situations are not changing. To them, it's just like that's cool what you're doing over there. But in my situation, you have to remember we all live a selfish life. Mm-hmm. Every, so, so, so then, but by, by that logic, what's the point of doing anything? Then, like, what, what's the correct way to do it? Because I think we have to stop. We have we have to stop necessarily the praise. Like, okay, good. Jay Z and the NFL are doing this right on. Give me beyond that headline of that's the what they're gonna do. Yeah. Just tell me, yo, what are the what are the actionable acts that you are mm-hmm. doing? Because when you give me those words, I immediately just let them fly over my head. Just like, but okay, that's, cool. But that's that's a you thing, though. Yeah, I think, but that's an everybody that's thing. A, it's a words versus action. Like, what is what can I physically see and feel? So, but what, those things right. don't get reported. What, what's right. a good example of things that are like physical action that like drive change? Well, I'll tell you. Not what. just in this space, but like what's like <laughs> instead of just right now, I think it's like all right, it just leaves it in a way that's like okay, it's hopeless. What's a way that's actionable that you guys seen that like? You know that change? new show for life by Fifty yeah, yeah, Cent. Yeah. Okay, so that guy was in prison, and not only did he become a lawyer in prison and fought for his own case and fought for the cases of other members. Of, you know, of the other people who are in prison with him. The show comes after the act. The praise comes after the act. For right now, it's just like Jay-Z, buzzword, uh, reform, buzzword. But and it just, it's just started, like, though. Word, that's what's up. And But we keep hearing about it. And because situations have not changed, you know, it's been at least five years of of... We're fighting for reform, and it's like oh, wait, but, wait, but that's kind of dangerous because Jay Z has not been doing this not, for five not years. Jay-Z. This report I, just I, came out like a week not, ago. Not, not Jay Z. I'm saying overall, I think there's this this overstimulation of information of what we are about to do, and so few people receive tangible things that help them on a day to day basis that they just lose hope. So after a while, it's just like yo, look. Okay, you've made your announcement that that's what you want to do. Tell me when you're going to speak in front of Congress. Tell me when you're going to uh, uh, back a president, a president who's going to help your thing. Tell me your agenda. Like th- there's so much of the headlines of this is what we're about to do that I think it makes people lose hope because their situations do not change. I don't know. I mean, I, I definitely agree with that. I agree with that. I just think people should like if if this news just came out like last week. I think the least people like the least thing that could happen is put it in front of people and then encourage people to look into it to be like, okay, what are these tangible things that that you're that you're speaking of? To make sure these are not just buzzwords. So I don't know. If this just came out a week ago, I'm not quick to just be like throw it on the bus. I'm just confused on why, like, again, I'm not confused because I know the answer, but like when him and Cap are going against each other, that's mm-hmm. everywhere. But with mm-hmm. this, even though it's just an announcement, mm-hmm. it's nowhere. That's the main thing where it's like, okay. That's entertainment though. Yeah. I guess people don't really want help, man. But I think, like you're saying, it's just a matter of we need more people covering it. We need more people talking about it. We need it to be spread throughout, but people aren't going to cover it until there's something that can give us hope or something that can be actionable. Until there's a face in the name. Until until they Kim Kardashian it, unfortunately. Until they say, yo, by our works, by our thing, 
a hundred people have been released from jail. A hundred situations have changed. But because there's so few situations that have changed, it's just like dope. We applauded you when you made the effort, but when you shot the ball, it didn't go in. It I mean, didn't affect us. So it's news, like, eh, all right. Even you know, like a figure like Jay Z speaking, talk about it. Like put on a, have a press conference and talk about it. Let me physically see you say you're working on this and this is what you do. You're doing X, Y, and Z. These are the steps you're going to take. They need this is your agenda. agenda. This is what I you're doing. Look, but it, as a news I, report, I'm not going to sit there and read it. And that's, I just see words. But, I'm not seeing a person yeah. attached to it. I mean, before I confirm, I definitely want to go like, I'm going to look and see if there's anything that like he's actually doing. Cause I haven't mm -hmm. dove that deep into it. It's just mostly being, being like, what the hell? Like this hasn't even been yeah, spoken I about. I haven't even heard of it. This is the first time I'm hearing about it. But shit. To move to a lighter note, though, shout out to Kenan Thompson. He was slated. He slated to be the White House, to do the White House Correspondents Dinner, to like host it. What? Yeah, what? Kenan Thompson. He's moving up, man. Dang. What did it take him, 30 years? He's been grinding. <laughs> Wait, you don't, you, don't tell me you don't. You got some petty shit about, about Kenan, man. He's a beloved character. A beloved um, person, actually, not character person. I like that. Uh, you know what? Look, man, I never did a White House correspondent. You, know, so I ain't <laughs> you got nothing nice to say about Kenan? No, I dig the hustle. I'm just messing. I dig the hustle. Like, okay. I I was there back there and all that. Do you think they're going to Chrisette Michelle? What you mean? Remember when she performed for Trump? Did she... oh, no, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Sorry. I think that was different, though. The White I don't know. I hope not, man. Like, let them live. Let That's what's up, though. I like to see that. I like to yeah. hear that. Yeah. Shout out to Keenan. It's man. for comedians, man. Like, it's, it's a good space for him. I, I hope he doesn't get, like, judged or crucified for it. Yeah. Mm. He said they might Chrisette Michelle him. I don't know. I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. Um, Shout out to Netflix as well. They, I, what Netflix do? Netflix, I mean, they have a ton of black content on there. Oh. Uh -huh. like, Grayson Dion. People don't see. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, I think that's good because, like, this 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 is not gonna be the pettiest episode. Like some episode we're gonna have that serious. I think this was kind of serious. So I do kind of like that. <laughs> Raising Dion is it's commendable. I, I respect Michael B. Jordan and his works. I respect and, um, it. Yeah, yeah. It was a little bit better. But, um, <laughs> that's, nice. that's nice. You guys respect it. But Netflix got a whole. Oh man, to cast. Right. Right. Michael say, B. I didn't say anything. Man. In fact, he just you said you guys. You no, said that's you guys. dope. That's dope. I'm part of it. Um, I'm glad he actually just won an NAACP award for his work in uh, in, in, in Just Mercy. I see. Wait, but what what's shot up for Netflix? Oh, shot because like all right, they've been putting out like a, a bunch of dope black documentaries. Oh uh, yeah. And yeah, one yeah. of them, like the newest one, the newest edition is Black in Space, which is a documentary that looks at African American achievements in space and how like Damn. Yeah, it's pretty dope. And we just spoke about um Catherine earlier. Mm -hmm. So I think it's dope that Netflix is if you think about it, this new generation is growing up with like Netflix is like one of the biggest streaming platforms, right? They they're including these black documentaries to inform this next generation in an easier way than we had. Now they can just go on Netflix and look at this documentary and go, wow, I never knew about this whole world. Mm -hmm. So I think like it's in a way it's introducing a new black generation into like thinking differently, thinking outside the box. And it's at the ease of your fingertips. I remember before the only way I would watch documentaries in school, like right. for science and then like they put a documentary on, then we'll watch it. Now you can watch it at home. Mm -hmm. And I spoke to my little sister like yesterday and she's saying like her favorite documentaries are like the deep blue ones where they look at like mm. the animals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know for sure like kids are exploring Netflix. And if it's young black kids who end up looking at this black in space documentary, it might inspire a new wave of like, you know, Neil deGrasse Tyson's. Yeah. Some new kids who are interested in space, interested in that world. So I don't know. That's why I think Netflix is dope, especially what they do is starring black lead. Mm -hmm. I think they have like a, I'm not going to question whether it's like legit or if it's like a money play, but they're really tapping into the black community because every week they put out a, a new throwback too. Like they might have Love Jones on there. They might have fucking um, 
you know, a bunch of classics. Mm -hmm. So I think like they're really ringing in the black community in a way that other streaming platforms are not. I don't want to make it sound negative, but I think the best thing about Netflix's desperation to stay relevant mm. and taking on so many projects where, I mean, they can be hit or miss, but because they are taking on so many projects, you can have a lot more representation. You can have a lot more of those documentaries come out, a lot more films and TV shows that do have uh, black leads in them. And because that content they need more of that content they're right. taking anything that they can take which is also putting out that information for people to see and for people to have a connection to so i think that is good and it's something that should definitely just be recognized that they have that out there and even if they are doing that it's not just in the form of entertainment they're educating yeah. mm -hmm. like the malcolm x documentary the, yeah. the one with the black directors i forgot what it is and even this one so i think like i don't know they're not just giving you like oh hey look at this black movie they're right like, oh, look yeah. at these black figures they, who there are is some quality in there yeah Dope. Anything went out about it or? No, that's dope. All right, cool. Like yeah. I do like I do like we do gotta wrap this up a little quickly though. But this question kind of specifically, I thought about asking Kelby this when I first read it. You guys know who Locke Voorhees is, right? Mm -hmm. From um Say by the Bell. Say by the Bell. Um, she she recently shared her struggles with mental health mm -hmm. and like she's like um schizophrenic. Yeah. And she says like um that kind of it feels like well, she feels like that's the reason why she's been excluded from the reboot and also the meetups that the cast have. Yeah, so just so everyone knows, there's a Saved by the Bell reboot that's coming. But and every other cast member minus her and Screech. She, she's the only black... Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, she's not even in it, the reboot. So she was saying that. And I was also watching Charlemagne interview on Pete Davidson. And Pete Davidson was also saying, like, he's a lie. He knows he's a huge liability for movie sets because before they meet him, they hear all these things in the tabloids. Mm -hmm. And he's also open about his mental health. So he feels like before they meet him, it's tough for him to get on movie sets because he's a liability. But after they meet him, they love him. So I wanted to say, like, I was asking Kelby yesterday about SAG, right? There's a, it's unionized. Is there help for people who's, who go through these mental health issues? Because I know when, you, when you're an actor, like, well, I don't know firsthand, but I'm assuming that, like, especially when you're method acting, that has to play on your psyche in some way because it's low-key remnants of, like, schizophrenia in a way because you have to be somebody else. You have to adopt a different character or adopt a whole different mind frame. So, like, is there any mental help, like mental health help for actors or people in the entertainment industry? Even if it, like, especially if you're unionized, like if you're under SAG or something. Well, if you're a part of SAG, um, you have great, well, if you're at that level where you can get healthcare, um, health care, the, the packages that come with SAG are, are very good. I will say this, like, there's like a misconception of films and working in films that, like, you're going to do all these roles that really uh, mess with your mind right. and things like that. No. Not every role is going to be the Joker. Look. No, not every role, but... 0.3% of actors do those roles. Right. Most actors are really booking roles and playing themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, they play themselves and they dress up as something else. And it, it, it's, you know, it's not the... It, it's not such a ginormous uh, switch, you know, because I have plenty of working actor friends who work six, seven days a week. And, you know, they, um, you know, they're on different shows and they're on different movies and things like that. But they're not stars and they're not leading movies. So they're able to jump from character to character because it's not this huge thing. You know, typically in Hollywood, you, you're cast based off your looks. Um, you know, that's maybe 60% of it. And then, um, the rest talent is a very small 
portion of it, you know, um, it, it helps a lot. But for the most part, your size and your looks and how you work with your other castmates and chemistry and whatnot is pretty much how you book the role. So um, I will say, you know, the mental health aspect that comes into working in film most likely comes from outside of the industry. Um, of actors being extremely vulnerable people who desire ultimate attention by going on a million auditions and never booking. You know, working, being on a set is one of the most magical experiences of anybody's life if they ever get a chance to be on one. So uh, I would say that the, the mental health aspect will come from your desire of working in the industry and not achieving. So, but I will say if you are SAG and you do have health care, um, it's, it, there are great packages and you should be able to find somebody who can give you um, therapeutic help. I think the worst part too is that they didn't even reach out to her. I feel yeah. like that is kind of just just disregarding it before even giving her a chance to be able to do that or talking with her and like working with her and seeing if it would be possible versus just, no, we're not going to have her back. and Just making right. that decision. Hey man, you know, at the end of the day, just because we see them on the screen, it doesn't mean that they're the executives. You know, it's not her show. Um, she got cast in it. She was, you know, invited into somebody else's somebody else's world. And though she was not invited and it is, you know, rude or even perceived, perceived as rude, I get it. You know, it's somebody else's financial investment. And if they feel like, hey, I'm not going to make my money back, if, if she's on the show, fine, whatever. You know, that just pushes you more. I, I was just hearing um, Neil Long just talking about producing and being on the other side of the camera. It just gives you more of an incentive to say um, you are not the creation of somebody else's will. You know, if you don't nice. want me back on the show, fine, do your show. I can, you can always open your own door. There, there's mm -hmm. always opportunity. There's no lack of money or or opportunity in Hollywood. If you want it, you can do it. Um, I didn't understand necessarily that she that she didn't get invited back because of her uh, schizophrenia. I thought it was because of her appearance. Uh, do you know you know about that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought it was because of that. So, and then I was like, okay, I, I guess I can see that. But um, the schizophrenia part makes me wonder a little bit. But hey, she's not the only one. Robert Downey Jr. used to be a a, a, a liability for much worse reasons, you mm -hmm. know. So hey, it is what it is. Oh shit! Only Kelvin could get like that look into the media world in a different perspective because that is interesting. Mm -hmm. um, let's move on to like the well, it's not the shadow, but it's like on on this day. Shout out to Muhammad Ali. On February 25th, I think 1985, he beat Sonny Liston. Damn. Did, like, do you guys follow Boston or do you guys know like boxing or like nope. that like a... <laughs> I know Rocky. <laughs> He's like, damn. He so Rocky, you know Muhammad Ali though. Of course. Okay, I was about to you say, oh, him? gee, Louise. Okay. Yeah, but he became, <laughs> he became world heavyweight boxing champion. And I think a lot of that did have to tie into race relations. Because I believe Sonny Liston was white and a lot of people were going for the white person. Mm -hmm. And um, what was... Yeah, so like, I don't know. Uh, that also ties into um, recently too. Deontay Wilder fighting Tyson Fury. That was like a whole race oh. thing as well. Wow! So it's interesting how they always tie that storyline to boxing. Yeah, you guys have any shout outs? We're gonna wrap this up. So before we ease out, any shout outs or anything? I have one shout out. One of my really good. Wait, 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 wait. Sonny Liston is not. White. He's not white. Then my bad, my bad, <laughs> my bad like... for the confusion. Who then? Who was the white person he, that he fought? Um, like way back. 
it was like a whole. It was like a lot of tension. Like it was like a lot of tension between like him being a black guy and him the other guy being white. I forgot what his We'd name have to was. Look it up. Just look it up. My bad. I, my bad. I, I know Sonny listening. I was like, oh. I, mean, I, I don't personally know him, but nah. My bad. My bad. Bad. <laughs> my, my history is off. But go ahead though. You 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 about to shout somebody out? Yeah. So I was gonna shout out uh, my friend. She's a songwriter and she's a musician and she's fantastic and phenomenal. And, and she's promos already. No, well, this I'm is my shout out. <laughs> <laughs> she's a strong black woman and she's doing her thing and she's writing songs for different types of artists and she's just out there doing doing work and she's putting out her own stuff and she's really putting herself out there. And you guys should check her out and follow her on Instagram. It's Ren Nicole and that's R Y N dot Nicole. Just go on Instagram, check her out. Listen to her music. I think it was Jurgen Blinn, somebody. But that's the German boxer. My bad. I'm, I'm gonna have to find it and give it next episode. Were you talking about Rocky the movie? No, no, not Rocky. Not Rocky. No, <laughs> no, no. Oh, no. it's Creed. Creed. No, 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 Man, you wait. If you guys know Muhammad Ali, I forgot what fight it was though. Ooh, it was a lot of race attention. Yeah, that's okay. my that's girl. Ren. Yeah, you should. should have never showed Kelby. <laughs> I know he's a dog. You know Kelby's Me, a dog. Yo, take it easy. Take it easy. Take it easy. Kelby's a dog, man. Did you get the Erica Badu? Uh, oh, that, 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 that's that's a part I skipped because we got rabbit kind of early. But like, I, I'm mad because the answers are still sold out. They sold out oh, 19 minutes after they first came out. Damn. They put out a hundred more, and it's still sold out. So damn. I'm mad. All these people, I'm not even going, man. You're gonna be walking down the street and get called to someone's room and be like, "Hold up, is that is that Erica's room?" No, real quick. Uh, what am listen, I doing listen, here? I want my How'd own. I get here? I want my own pack instance. They're kind of expensive. so I don't know. I, I got to think twice now. It's fifty bucks for a pack of twenty five. I think. Oh no, we good. That's like two dollars an instance. I did a math. I was like, I don't know if I want to pay two dollars just to. Maybe you could probably it's a, a, a knockoff at the dollar store. No, no, no. Right. I'm gonna need a real thing. If I do get it, <laughs> you don't want to knock if, off. If I do Erica's get it, armpits. Nah. <laughs> if I do get it, I'm gonna treat it like good cologne. I'm gonna only use it sometimes. Mm, like, I set go. the mood. Mm -hmm. Like the two dollar candle. If you got the nine over, huh? there you go. You See exactly. You got the nine. If if it's after the linguini date. Linguini. After the linguini date. If you do the linguini, she get two cents of the incense. Four dollars? You gonna spend four dollars if if you do the math, fifty fifty dollars for twenty five. Yeah. You're spending two bucks an instant. So you're gonna oh, burn two instants after the linguini day. Hey man, you better, oh, you better burn half of one and then burn. Yeah, half I'm burning half of one. That's Jeez. what I'm doing. Man, you, know, you guys don't respect Queens, man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> That's two dollars. You're burning two dollars every time. Hey man, love is love. It's not a waste. <laughs> I guess you're right, man. Oh, I'm kind of stingy. Any shout outs you want to give or anything or? Anybody oh, want to highlight? This is the, the last one of, uh, of of Black History Month. That's right. Shoot, I'm going to shout myself out. Okay, then that's respectable. Yeah, you got to. You got to, man. You know, I always talk about creating an opportunity for yourself. And um, I'm not going to shout myself out necessarily about creating an opportunity for myself. But I will shout myself out to say if you need anybody who um, has done a few things in the entertainment industry, you can always come to me. That's why I'm shouting myself out. I want to be a... Uh, help to um, people who are serious about what they do, serious about the art. And I say serious because though it is a business to me, it's still an art. It's something I am passionate about. And if you are too, then you can always come to me and um, ask me any questions that you want um, from building building budgets to uh, how to choose people to be on your team, anything like that. You can always come to me. Yep. Kelby's my mentor. I respect yep. it, man. Dang, you know, it was definitely a lot, of, a lot of pressure when you said it's the last one that Black History Month. So now I'm like, yo, how the hell? Like, who the hell do you? But then again, every Shout month is Black History Month. You know, That's you're right. making history. I mean, it's that. I mean, it's that. History. Every month is Black History Month. Every you, month you, is. Me and, and Ren. It's black. Is it Ren? Yeah. Ren? Ren. Black History Year. 
Black history. Yeah, black, yeah, yeah. Black, every black day. history, so, life. On, every man. day. I'm gonna take that pressure off though. But I do I don't wanna be super cliche about it. But every week I do wanna do a Todd Disney, like give somebody who's like not famous or not popular like a shout out for what they're doing. But I have to not only because yesterday it was Kobe's, you know, farewell. Yeah. Uh, so mm-hmm. I think I wanna give a shout out to him and like That's I don't right. know, it's just crazy. Like seeing the the incident's low key traumatizing because you keep you, I go on Twitter, you just keep seeing him and his daughter. Like, all these beautiful moments that they're having. Well, Los Angeles is traumatizing. I mean, Billboards, sure. they're on buses. It's that, but it's just more so like seeing the visuals of him and his daughter. Like, yeah. when she's a baby, she's kissing him, he's holding mm-hmm. her. And now you see when she's like seven, eight. And now you see when he's coaching her on, the, on yeah. the court. So just seeing that, like seeing him, I don't know, it's just weird. It's crazy to see it. But, you know, shout out to Kobe for just being like a good black figure. You know, minus, I mean, not even minus, but even with all the, the BS in the news cycle. I think it's dope seeing like how dedicated he was to his family, to raising his daughter, to actually being an instrument, a part of his daughter, and having like, you know, especially black men, be comfortable feeling. Like nobody, nobody made fun of Jordan crying. Oh, yeah, it's gonna be a meme, but all these different like strong black characters at his farewell crying, I think like it was dope to see that. Just to yeah. see them be that open, that vulnerable. Yeah, it's okay. And to show emotion. Yeah. yeah. So and think, just to see like some of the stories Michael Jordan was telling. Right. right. Like he would just text him at two, three o'clock and he could just be annoyed, like it's fucking Kobe. You know, Kobe's annoying little brother type of thing. And that brought him, that made it even sadder mm-hmm. because he, to us, he's this iconic figure. Yeah. But to human. somebody, he's somebody's annoying little brother. Yeah. You right. know, and I just, I think that's even, even, even greater. Yeah. That's super dope. So we're going to wrap it up, you know. Thanks for listening to the Black Star podcast. Be sure to like the, the Facebook page, Nostalgia. Like the Instagram page as well, Nostalgia. Become a supporter if you guys actually, you know, rock with the show, rock with us. And um, you know, put, like share a little money. It's like a Starbucks coffee, a little something. You know, it's five bucks. You know, you could drop a little something, become a supporter on Facebook, mm-hmm. get some behind the scenes. You know, we'll give you guys some behind the scenes, you know, looks and features and everything. Mm-hmm. Anything you guys want to add? Yeah, if you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment, drop a like, share the video, and if you're listening to it on a podcast, leave a review. Let us know what you think. Say good things about myself. And if you feel Lewis and Kelby did all right, you can say that too. <laughs> I, I take hate mail too. I take hate mail too. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I'm not. Definitely. Super sensitive about You can about say whatever it. you want. You know, yeah. I'm going to find you. No, I'm messing with <laughs> <laughs> I'm messing with y'all, man. Thanks for listening to the Black Stars Wait, podcast. you're not going to give your handles? Yeah, oh, you yeah, can yeah, follow yeah. me on Instagram at Todd.Alex with two X's. And you can follow me at uh, K-A-J-S-L-A-R-E, the number four. Well, shit, I right. Sign us out, Kobe. That's it. Yo, happy Black History Month. It's been an interesting year so far, but mm. honestly... Every day that you are wearing this skin and you have this blood coursing through your vein, you are creating black history. And it's your job to keep the next year's history bigger, better, and blacker than this one. And don't let this be the last time you're sharing black stories. It's all year round. That's it. And until next week, this has been Black Stalgia Cast. Perfect. Black Stalgia cast? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Until next week, this has been Black Stalgia. Andrew's going to be like, what? Cast. (laughs) What? I'll be forgetting.